0: Stories from Upanishads Retold by Argya Goswami Episode 28 Story of King Brihadrata and Path to Moksha Chapter 1, Maitri Upanishad Dear Friends, I'm back with another new story from Maitre Upanishad. This Upanishad is one of the minor Upanishad which was composed in Sanskrit. It belongs to one of the 16 Upanishads from Sam Ved and falls under Sanyasa Upanishad which talks about renunciation. If you remember in Muktika Upanishad, this was mentioned as 29th in serial order of 108 Upanishads. Primarily, this Upanishad state that renunciation or sannyasa and self knowledge is the path to salvation or moksha. The name Maitreya is derived from the word Mitra, who is the Rigvedic deity. Most probably, this Upanishad was written by an ancient Indian scholar by the name Maitra and hence it is named as Maitreya Upanishad. According to Patrick Olively, this Upanishad was perhaps written in the medieval period of 1st millennium CE. It was composed at a time when Buddhism was at its peak. Currently, two versions of this book survive, although the thoughts and the messages are essentially the same in both the versions. However, they differ primarily in Chapter 2. The South Indian version of the Maitre Upanishad is considered to be part of 108 Upanishad. This Upanishad has three chapters and each one deals on a specific topic. The first chapter has four sections. The first three of them are prose, and the last section has a prose prologue and 14 verses. This chapter describes a dialogue between the great aesthetic king Brihadratha from Ishkwaku dynasty or solar dynasty and sage Sakayana. Before I begin today's story, a little more on these two principal characters, that is King Brihadratha and Sage Sakayana. King Brihadratha was from Ishqvaku dynasty or solar dynasty, which we popularly call as Suryavangshis. He has been referred to as a Maharatha and has been mentioned, repeat, he has been referred as a Maharatha and is mentioned in Rig Veda. I tried to research about this great king as my passion is connecting mythology with historical facts and writings. If you try to search by his name in Ishkwaku dynasty family tree, most probably you will not find. Then the question will arise, is this name a fictitious character? So I tried to read through many blogs and articles and research papers and finally found an interesting article written by Ms. Rupa Bhatti who is an architect and adjunct assistant professor at School of Indic Studies, Institute of Advanced Sciences, Massachusetts, USA. According to her article, which is published in Medium, she tries to find the ancientness of King Brihadratha. In Maitri Upanishad, the fourth sloke from chapter 1 state some of the names of the kings such as Maruta and Bharata. Shatapata Brahmana slok 13.5.4.6 also mentioned the name of the King Maruta as Maruta Aviksit or descendant of Aviksit. As per chronology of ancient kings of India, Aviksit and Maruta were descendants of King Drisht who was brother of Ishqvaku. As per the research, these kings belonged to Last Glacial Maximus or LGM. The LGM is the peak glacial condition of the most recent glacial interval in the geological past. And colloquially, this is called the last ice age. And this may have occurred around 26,000 to 19,000 years ago. Brihadratha is also mentioned in Rig Veda as Navavastva Brihadratha in 10th, 6th and 1st mandalas. And by the astronomical and ecstatic evidence of Maitreya Upanishad, the timing of the event was sought upon as 34,500 BCE. So it is assumed that Brihadratha lived around 34,500 BC. Another point to note is that most of the Ishkuvaku kings went by some epithet for a long time. Most of these are lost due to deep antiquity. Some epithets emerge which appears to be of Ishkuvakus. Among them is Trasyadasu, Dasyu, Brihadratha, Triski, Tristu, Triaruna, Dasharatha, Ratha and Ashwa, were the common suffixes in Ishkvaku kings' names. Friends, an interesting point to understand is, Trayaruna Trasyadasyu is an important figure in Rigveda. According to Shatapatha Brahmana, a connection between Trasyadasyu and Ishkvaku's is confirmed by the fact that King Purukusta was an Aikshav, that means belonging to Ishkvaku. Thus, we can assume that Ishwaku's line was originally the line of Purus. According to Zimmer, they were located in the upper Indus area and may have spread further east. Later on, they were connected to Ayodhya. We find an astronomical pointer to specify King Brihadratha. In Rig Veda, Arjuni is the name of the nakshatra which is called Phalguni elsewhere. Also Agha is written as Magha in Maitri So. King Brihadratha is a very ancient Aishwak king and we must understand that in the Upanishad this incident of Brihadratha is mentioned as an old memory. So Brihadratha mentioned in the 10th mandala of Rigveda and Arjuni Nakshatra provides us the timing of 34,500 BCE. Friends please don't get confused here between Brihadratha of Magad dynasty. He is a completely different person from a different time period. In this podcast, I will restrict to the tale of King Brihadratha from Ishqavaku dynasty only. I would like to thank Ms. Rupa Bhati for the research she did and published an article in Medium. It is a great example of how there are many works, those are in progress, where researchers are trying to connect the ancient texts with historical facts. In fact, my friends, I'm also involved in a similar topic from Rig Veda and trying to join the bridge between ancient text and historical facts. Now, let's quickly learn about Sage Sakayana, who is also known as Jata Sakayana. He was descendant of Saka, who was ritual authority and contemporary of Shankha in Kathaka Samhita or Charaka Samhita. He was disciple of Rishis Maitri, Friends, so let's start today's story. Today I will retell chapter 1 from Mahitra Upanishad in which the great Kishwaku king Brihadrata renounced his kingdom in favor of his son and seeks relief from himself from the endless cycle of birth and rebirth. King Brihadrata thought his body to be impermanent and acquired indifference to the objects around him. Therefore, he gave his kingdom to his eldest son and took Vanaprastha and retired to the forest. With hands uplifted and eyes fixed on the sun, he began to perform a severe meditation or tapasya. At the end of 1000 days of such severe meditation, Sage Sakayana approached the meditating king. The sage who was radiating lustre like a scorching fire with his tejas and radiance and was a knower of Atman, he told the king, Rise, O king, and choose a boon. The king bowed before the great sage and with folded hands said, O Lord, I am not Atmavit or knower of Brahman. I know that you are. Please enlighten me about Sattva and state of Sat or Brahman. The sage smiled and replied, "O king." From the great race of ishkwaku your question is difficult to explain. Please do not question me. Ask any other thing you desire. The king touched the feet of the sage and recited, What is the use of these to me or anything other? Oceans dry up, mountains sink down. Position of Dhruva Nakshatra or pole star change. Earth drowns suras or devas run away from their respective places. This body, which is a result of a sexual intercourse, is without wisdom. What is the use of this body which smells foul with bones, skin, muscle, flesh, marrow, blood, semen, mucus, urine, stool, bad wind, bile, phlegm and such basic and ill-born impurities. Further, this body is subject to the inborn enemies of kama or lust, krodha or anger, lobha or greed, moha or infatuation, madha or ignorance, bhaya or fear, visada or sorrows, irsha or jealousy, viyoga or separation, anishtha or unsteadfastness, kushta or leprosy, pipasa or thirst, jara or old age, Mrityu or death, roga or diseases, shog or grief and so on. Is such life worthwhile and what avail of that type of mundane existence? I am drowned like a frog in a dry well. You are my refuge. On hearing this, the sage was pleased and addressed the king. O Maharaja Bhiradaratha, bearing the flag of the Ishqabaku race, you are an Atma-gyani. You have done your duty, O descendant of great king Marut. To which the king replied, O Lord, in what way you can describe Atman? To which the sage replied, Sound, touch others which seems to be earth or wealth are in fact unearth or evil. The lower self or bhutatma clinging to this never remembers the supreme seat. Through tapas or meditation, one of the three gunas or quality, sattva or righteousness is acquired. Through sattva, a pure mind is acquired. Through pure mind, atman or higher self is acquired. Once atman or higher self is reached, one gets liberation or moksha. The king's eye glittered on hearing this. The sage continued, O king, remember that just as fire without fuel is absorbed into his own womb or source, so is chitta or mind, through the destruction of his modification is absorbed into his own source. To a mind that has attained quiescence and truth and which is not affected by sense objects, the events that occur to it through the bondage of karma is merely unreal. It is chitta alone that is samsara it should be cleansed with effort. Whatever Chitta thinks, of that nature the person becomes. This is an archaic mystery. With purifying of Chitta, one makes both good and bad karmas. One whose mind is thus cleansed attains the indestructible bliss through his own self. Just as Chitra becomes united with an object that comes across it, so why should one not be released from the bondage when one is united with Brahman? One should meditate in the middle of the Lotus of the Heart, Parmeshara, the highest Lord, who is the witness to play of Buddhi, who is the objects of supreme love, Who is beyond the reach of mind and speech? Who has no beginning or end? Who is sat alone being the nature of light only? Who is beyond meditation? Who can neither be given up nor grasped by the mind? Who is without equal or superior? Who is the permanent? Who is of unshaken depth? Who is light for darkness, who is all pervading, changeless, vehicleless, and who is wisdom of the nature of moksha or salvation? The sage paused for a bit and continued I am he, that Paramatma, who is the eternal, the pure, the liberated, the nature of wisdom, the true, the subtle, and the all-pervading the secondless the ocean of bliss and the one that is superior to pratyagatma or the individual soul there is no doubt about it how will any calamity or bondage approach me when i am depending on my own bliss in my heart who have put to shame the ghost of desires who look upon this universe but as a jugglery and who am not associated with anything. The ignorant with their observance of the caste and orders of life obtain their fruits according to their karmas. Men who have given up all the duties of caste, etc. rest content in the bliss on their own. Distinctions of caste and orders of life have divisions among them and have beginning and end and are very painful therefore having given up all the identification with sons and as well as the body one should dwell in that endless and most supreme bliss this is how king Brihadratha attained the knowledge of atman from the sage sakayana friends we will continue chapter two in my next episode from maitra upanishad in which i will tell you about how sage Maitreya, went up to Kailash and asked Mahadev about the mysteries of highest tatva. Please do like, share, subscribe and download my podcast Stories from Upanishad which is available on multiple podcast streaming platform. And also please do visit my website HTTPS www.storiesfromupanishads.com and listen to my earlier podcast episodes and read some of the interesting blogs available in it. Also, from now onwards, stories from Upanishad will be also available in this YouTube channel. I will provide the link to the YouTube channel below in the show note. And as I tell you every time, please do write to me in my email. things at gmail.com That is A-R-G-H-Y-A-T-H-I-N-K-S at gmail.com I look forward from hearing from you. Until then. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Source content collected from various books on Upanishads, such as messages of the Upanishads by Swami Ranganathananda. Brihadda Aranyaka Upanishad by Swami Madhavananda 8 Upanishads from Advaita Ashrama Upanishads.org Vedas and Upanishads for children by Rupa Pai and several other write-ups and thoughts on Upanishads. Background music is sourced from various royalty-free music sources, Apple loops, internet archives with non-commercial 4.0 international license. Om Shanti chants are from YouTube source Gaya Sanskrit. This podcast was conceptualized, scripted, narrated, and audio designed by Argya Goswami.